0: Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB.
1: Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more.
0: Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB.
1: Thanks for listening to Blooming Out.
0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blooming Out. I'm Frankie Presslab.
2: I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Melanie Davis.
0: I'm Justin Robertson. And tonight we have Jennifer
3: <laughs> <laughs> <You got
2: it!
0: laughs> with an episode of just married um but before we get over to jennifer let's catch up with the crew um i always start with our lovely lady melanie hello how are you
3: i'm good it's the the week has been great and um uh super busy and getting all kinds of stuff done for a change which you know yay
0: yes that's that always a- feels that's good awesome yeah. And how about you?
2: I'm doing good. I'm so <laughs> I'm i have been watching this this new TV show that's really really good. It's called Gentleman Jack. I, ju- I just oh. wanted to recommend this to people All because right. it's so Making so good. A note, yes, Gentleman a Jack. It's on HBO. Um. Oh, yeah, know. that's the problem. But it's about. <laughs> <laughs> it's about um a lesbian in 1832. Oh, yes, I yeah, it's so good. Read about it in the New It's York so so good, and it she's just like living her life as a lesbian, dressing like in men's clothes and stuff. It's very very cool. And well done, well written. So recommend that to everyone. Okay. I've been watching that this week.
4: <laughs> it's gotten great. Notices. Mm-hmm. Is this yeah. the yeah. this is the first season? Yes. I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. I I never watch like when they
0: run at the first because I'm so impatient. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I wait until like it's Ran
4: so you can bin wa- binge yeah, binge watch Yeah, yeah, I do. I That's can so. watch Game of Thrones now finally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've been watching it for since it began,
0: and I had yeah. to stop because I was having a mental breakdown with all the blood and guts. Or maybe I'll just do Buffy Oh, I wish. So <laughs> <laughs> <and you laughs> oh, <laughs> well, now's your time, and you no. can, like you know. You can
3: I'll show you how to illegally download. Yeah.
4: <laughs> we don't do that. We don't. Show. But oh. I'll show you how. And I definitely won't. No, you are directions. No. No, he's okay. <laughs> um, so, Justin, how are you? I'm good. I was really excited because I was going to watch a new show, but I don't get HBO, so uh, man. now I'm bummed. Maybe
2: I'll give you my login. <laughs> <Let's
3: do that. laughs> which is which that was is easy, no less illegal than my my routes. So.
4: How are you, Frankie?
0: I am doing good. I actually got. I guess Bloomington had the plague of the yeah. um, strep throat. Was, oh no, you had oh. that. Yeah, but I caught it. Like uh, I don't get sore throats. Man. What, what do you mean? mean? I just. I don't. I Everybody get. Everybody like, gets a f- I, throat. throat. I, I, no, no sore throat. I don't get sore throats. Mm. Mm. But. I don't. Strong constitution. And <laughs> I w- <laughs> <laughs> but I felt it. And I was like, I was in and had them do the stretch, the stretch, had them do the stretch, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the test. And it came up. I knew it. And, and, you had and I would just like give me all the medications, the drugs. Yeah. It was during the the holiday. So it was kind of sad. Mm-hmm so I just said it was sad because I had like three days but I locked myself in the room and boom I came out a new human what do all of your kids do when you are down I am down with daddy sweat. Kelly is up he's uh, oh, so yeah. a hero he is ordering pizza he and wants Chinese you, food <laughs> and I come down and it's just a crazy fast food of <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Let me know next time you're sick. I'll come over. Yeah, you should come over. Yeah, yeah I like Chinese food. Right? It is a, a busy Kelly, place. call me.
0: <laughs> he does pretty good with cooking himself, but he's, that's not his favorite <laughs> thing to do. But yeah, for those that don't know, we got a couple of kids. Um, <laughs> Mike eight, but uh, yeah, so that's Give or take. Uh, yeah. So I and they're older enough now, so they can kind of hunt and gather themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so I just send them out into the real world. Right. So, anyways, um, before we get started, we want to talk about Spencer Pride. We've been kind of pushing that for a year now right. <laughs> 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 with with Judy App, um, but it's uh, June first um, on the courthouse lawn, and where's it at? It's it's in Spencer, Indiana. Um, our friend Judy has asked us to remind everybody. So we're reminding everybody um, to be there. Um, but there has been a change in schedule as far as time goes. Mm. And it's at from noon um, to 7 p.m., which will hopefully make it easier for some people, you know, with work or whatever. We'll be able to make it. So, you know, it's an awesome time. So um, let's see what else is going on there. Although going to have like a uh, – a Pet Parade and that's always cute. Um, They'll have of course a drag show so it's a a pride without a drag show. Um, A local band will be there including our very own Luke Fisher, yeah, um, Static Rats, yeah, Static oh, yeah. Rats. So we're gonna be there. Uh, Wish doing. We, we don't know what time that's gonna <laughs> go on, do we? Oh, one, one. So um, yeah. I, I, don't want to miss it. So uh, yeah, be there for that, and he'll give autographs and you know free money to anybody that comes to see him. No free money, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, but he will give. He will give um, autographs. So um, And candy. And candy, yeah. Oh. Just his cute little smile. <laughs> his smile, his little Lucas smile. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then we we are going to be there. We're going to have our own very yeah. own booth. Do you guys remember the number of our booth? Uh,
5: no.
3: no, but I've got it on the sheet. Yeah, it's not so going
0: to help us yeah. on the radio right now. I'll just look for the empty yeah. one. Yeah, just yeah. just look for us, um, the <laughs> WFHB <laughs> w- Blooming Out booth. Um, we'll They'll be, be sure there. to recognize yeah. us. Yeah. You right. Can see, uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're the ones with all the <laughs> Sexy voices. <laughs> so oh, just listen, just listen. Sexy voice. there we go. We draw the crowd over that way. Um, so so definitely look for. And we're all going to be there. You know, your famous uh, DJs will be there. We'll, right. be, um, we'll sign autographs. <laughs> we'll be giving out <laughs> rocks and zen <laughs> 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 leaves and grass we find on the ground. Um, we'll pat no. your dogs. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, we won't be giving out any of that. Um, we're on the up and up um (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah so come out and see us We, we better stop this segment before we end up in prison um and then uh i guess that's it but uh ireland what's going on in the the world of news with the lgbtq
2: well i'm gonna have to turn it around and do a 180 here okay do some serious stuff now um i i wanted to talk about uh an issue that's that's been in the news a lot recently and um, that's abortion rights, because a lot is going on. A lot of laws have been passed recently that are super negative. Um, and I think it's a por- important to talk about on this show just because, you know, a lot of people think that it's just a women's issue. It's not. It affects most of the LGBTQ community. Um, you know, autonomy autonomy over our own bodies is a human right. And, you know, it, it's these laws that are taking that away from women not only affect women, but they have implications for trans and non-binary health care, as well as other people in the LGBTQ community. So um, the first story I wanted to talk about is that last Friday, Missouri Governor Mike Parson signed a bill that criminalizes abortion after eight weeks of pregnancy in the state. After the law would take effect on August 28th, doctors who perform abortions over after eight weeks, um, which is often before women even know they're pregnant, could face 15 years in prison. In an effort to stop this law from going into effect, the ACLU has submitted a referendum petition to the Secretary of State's office, and if the petition is approved, the ACLU would still need 100,000 signatures to block the law from taking effect and, and to force a referendum in 2020. And then as a result of this new law, unfortunately, the last remaining abortion clinic in Missouri is expected to be shut down this week, um, effectively ending legal abortion in the state. If this happens, Missouri would be the only state in the country without an abortion clinic. And um, according to Planned Parenthood, the state health department is refusing to renew the St. Louis clinic's license to um, provide abortions. And the fight for abortion rights also took a major blow in Indiana this week. On Tuesday, the Supreme Court turned down an appeal by the state of Indiana to ban abortions based on so-called fetal characteristics like race, sex, or disability, but upheld the part of the law that imposes restrictions on the disposal of fetal remains, requiring abortion providers to treat them like any other human remains and either to bury them or to cremate them. This law was signed into effect by then-Governor Mike Pence in 2016. That's our old friend. We always talk about him on the show. <laughs> but uh, has not been enforced in Indiana yet. Um, but after this ruling, however, the fetal remains law could be enforced in a matter of weeks. This ruling could have a major implications for testing Roe v. Wade in the future. And more than anything, it really indicates that the Supreme Court might be, you know, biding its time to tackle a, a, a larger major abortion case in the future, um, which is super unfortunate and um, you know um, it's you know and, and on Tuesday you know Mike Pence's office released a statement saying he commends the Supreme Court for upholding a portion of the Indiana law that safeguards the sanctity of human life by requiring that remains of aborted babies be treated with respect and dignity we remain hopeful that a at a later date, the Supreme Court will review one of the numerous state laws across the U.S. of abortion based on sex, race, or disability. This is just, you know, something that he's been campaigning for years and years and years. I remember going to a protest up at the Indiana State House um, in high school, you know, for this like four or five years ago, and it's still happening. Um, so it's it's very scary, and it's not, you know, it's— for us in Indiana, it's it's happening here, but it's also happening, you know, in other states. And any sort of decision on that, especially Supreme Court decisions, can have a huge impact on uh, not only abortion rights, but, you know, rights to choose what is right for our own body, you know.
3: Well, and, so. and that's just it. It's actually not, you know, Roe v.ersus Wade wasn't about uh, abortion rights. It right. was about uh, right to privacy, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, autonomy over your own body because you— your decisions are between you and your physician. Right. And that affects, you know,
2: everything. Every, everybody. Yeah.
3: So, um, and also, and I have several friends, several in the area uh, who are uh, trans who are um, either considering becoming parents and giving birth right. or already have. Mm hmm. So and this that makes is, it so much harder for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what kind of access are they right. going to get? Exactly. You know?
2: Right. Exactly. Mm hmm.
0: Well, I don't know. know. It's uh, one of those things. It's just you can't believe it's here. Mm -hmm. We just Um, need to
2: keep talking about it, you know, and keep, you know, calling your senators, calling your representatives and, um, you know, do something about it. So.
0: Well, thank you for that, Arlen. Melanie, what do you have to
3: Well, this is a bit better news. The World Health Organization moved in a resolution last Saturday to remove gender identity disorder from its international classification of diseases. Uh, It's nearly a year after it was initially announced last summer. The change reclassifies gender identity disorder as gender incongruence, moving the diagnosis under sexual health from being a mental disorder. Some trans people on social media have poo pooed this as still being a pathologization. I just totally killed that. Of trans folk, but having a diagnosis is generally required to access transition-related services, both medical and legal. Uh, when reclassification, uh, What reclassification does is change the focus from mental health to physical health, which reduces the stigmatization and may improve clinical treatment. This doesn't really affect those of us in the U.S., being that our standards of care are still focused on the DSM-5 and its classification of gender dysphoria as a condition, but no longer a dys... Uh, considered a quote-unquote disorder as it has been uh, under gender identity disorder in previous editions of the DSM. Future editions will probably see it removed altogether. At least that's what we're looking at. And I believe that it'll be reclassified under the category of differences of sex development uh, move roughly parallel to the WHO's. Uh, My next news story involves, drumroll please, the Trump administration. (laughs) (laughs) Any story leading with that is going to make Uh you long for your happy place But your happy place is gone now Polluted, (laughs) torched by neo-Nazis Denied disaster recovery help And sunk under the rising waves of ignorance On Friday, pulling out an anti-LGBT trifecta for the week The Trump administration uh, Released a proposal to strip the ACA protections from transgender folk And people who've had an abortion Roger Severino, the director of the Office of Civil Rights at the Department of Health and Human Services, claimed the new rule would ensure that Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act, banning sex discrimination in the health care industry, would define sex, quote, according to the plan, plain meaning of the term, as passed by Congress in 1972. Severino said, quote, the American people want vigorous protections of c- civil rights and and faithfulness to the text of the law passed by the representatives. The proposed rule would accomplish both goals. Now, to be clear, folks, this is a doublespeak for, quote, we are erasing 47 years of accommodating interpretations of law passed by a generation that never saw the blossoming of our LGBTQ rights movement or had yet to see the passage of Roe v. Wade. Those interpretations have been used to protect LGBT people in employment in the federal government and contractors, and form the basis of other rulings across the U.S. And this is um, frightening for so many of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's not just trans people who are caught up in it. Uh, these new rulings, these new directions, are are going to make it easy for uh, healthcare providers again I've been saying this for weeks um, healthcare providers and, uh, and hospitals and insurance companies and whoever to just not deal with us so you can have an EMS person show up and say I don't, I don't want to deal with this person and uh, as has happened people will die because of that um, that's unacceptable we can't let that happen No,
0: we can't make that happen. I think anybody that, you know, you would imagine that is going to get into, you know, a a field like that, first responders or, you know, physicians, nurses, techs, Mm -hmm. anybody, um, would have a passion, you know, for just human life. Right. Um, And, you know, we're changing that, that, you know, we get to pick and choose and who's important and who's not important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is, you know, it's just to wrap your head around with with that, you know, with the uh, – help me with the words. Um, <laughs> it's just the effect of that. Yeah. You know, right. I also the effect. Yeah, yeah. the out, Thank you.
2: I, I kind of want to point out this, you know, this clear double standard that I'm, I'm thinking about right now that's, you know, in that quote from Mike Pence where he was, you know, supporting this, you know, ban on abortions that are based on sex, race, or disability. But then when it comes to living human beings – the same doesn't go, you know, right. it doesn't go for yes. the same. Point. So, I don't know. It's just, it's, you know, none of it not a bit makes if sense. If someone doesn't
0: fit your category of what you feel is, you know, I guess is, is important, <laughs> yeah. that you can decide at that time and, you know, walk away and basically allow
4: somebody to die right. or be right. in pain. Once again, they're saying that they're not human beings. Right. They right. don't deserve the same treatment So I don't understand. Or care. right, right. It's shocking, and it reminds me back in the 80s, um, you know, when Ronald Reagan and the whole AIDS crisis was just... You know they didn't want to do anything about it because they thought of it as the gay man's right. disease. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so people were like, "Oh well, you know, let them die." You deserve it. it. was, yeah, you deserve it. And <gasps> that was yeah. just so chilling and horrible. Yeah. And I can't believe we're going back to the dark. Yeah, days. it feels like that yeah.
2: again. It feels the same way. Yeah.
4: yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, those
0: conversations again. And we keep going back to that, but you know, people standing up and giving those examples of what that looks like, and it wasn't, you know, the '80s were not that far away, no. where you know. Men died by the th- hundreds of thousands because mm-hmm. of just sheer evil and, and, you know, just evil. And for this to, you know, here we are visiting it again. We're talking about a human, mm-hmm. regardless of what you want to your know, judgment. We're talking about a, a person. Right.
5: right. And,
0: and then, you, you know, you throw the abortion side on mm. it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's like, what, what are we going to talk about on the, the, the human side? So, um, Anyways. And really,
3: I'd like to reframe the discussion. Right. And it's about us, you know, the word us. We need to be saying that because it's not somebody else. It's not our neighbors Mm -hmm. necessarily, which it is, but they are us too, right, Right. you know? Mm -hmm. And this this affects us. So um, everybody out there listening, really, it affects you too.
5: Right.
0: So, Justin, what do you have to bring? Well, (laughs) I have...
4: Better news. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Let's let pick it game up again. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit like, <laughs> really, I, I have road rage yeah. from these news stories right, right now. So Bring us out of that. Got to get into a better space. Um, so this weekend officially begins Pride Month, yay! which is, yay, as we all know, and we're going to be at Spencer Pride. And, you know, Pride Month is a celebration of all things queer, that were founded on the pivotal pivotal events of June 28th, 1969 at the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village. This year marks the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising, from which sprang our enduring LGBTQ plus rights movement. 50 years of struggle and heartache and fighting for the most basic of rights, and according to the queer community's mythology, two trans women who were were the ones that night to kick it all off. It was Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. Recent documentaries look back at their involvement in the Righteous Uprising and the rough roads they trod afterwards in service to the community. And I've seen the documentary, or one of them, that was about Marcia, Marcia. and I recommend everybody see it. Yeah. It's It's wonderful. Um, They aren't the Disney-ready heroines being so much more complex than that. Their lives and deaths are commentaries on the hostile nature of the greater society as well as a queer community that still struggles under bias and oppression and internalized phobias. But these women persevered and despite addiction, mental illness, physical illness, poverty, and not fitting into the we're just like you whitewashed face of what was called the gay rights movement, they always worked to help others until the end. Finally, the city of New York has committed to erecting a monument to these mothers of us all at Ruth Wittenberg Triangle in the village by the end of 2021. The search is on for an artist, and the budget of $750,000 has been set. We've passed around stories of how one of the other threw the first shoe at <laughs> the abusive cops who raided and sparked days of riots. And I believe another one threw a brick through a cop a car. Yeah, yeah. Am I right? Am I oh, right? Well,
3: there's a, um, actually uh, um – Sylvia Rivera threw a bottle. Okay, maybe yeah, that's according what to eyewitnesses. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> My memory is a little bit hazy. Oh no, but no I and seem to bricks.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's so many stories. Yeah, yeah, there's so,
4: so many, many stories. Like Twenty at that time, right? Oh. <laughs> 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 I was a kid. Um, their names have been uh, raised with pride and expert. Uh, exasperation and reverence and gratitude and love and soon we will have a monument to their incalculable contributions not just to the New York scenes they moved in but to all places around the globe that the defiance courage and service they showed and inspired reached to to spread our movement
2: this story just is so emotional I know it's, it is it makes me so happy and it's yeah, about time it's about time because <laughs> <laughs> these two mean so much to our community and they really do. they really do
4: and, and, yeah. you
5: know,
0: and they were overlooked for so long. Oh, because yeah. so long. This like, was 50 like, years in yeah, the making. Yeah, like today. <laughs> and it's not like <laughs> even those of us
4: in the community knew who they were. I didn't know who they were until a few years ago. Right. And then I became obsessed with them and had to read all these great uh stories about them
3: well and yeah. the early movement really sidelined them from almost yeah they the did well, yeah, yeah. They you know they they, shun well, they they shunned them they shunned them well yeah. they didn't fit into the they you know they were themselves and they were they were drag queens they were sex workers they they uh-huh. were um people who didn't fit that you know no really we're just like you right and uh and so you know accept us uh so anybody that was like that from you know right. twinks to to leather daddies to whoever, right. we're we're sidelined, and um, you know it's like well yeah we'll we'll come to you but really we're the vanguard we're the people who you need to to put forth, um, but yeah when they started when their names started to circulate more, uh, we were like yay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and to see them be honored like this is uh, just incredible. Have, have any so of
0: great. you guys uh, been to? Um, that area where they want to uh, put the monuments at. I have not yeah. Yeah, it's it's a cute little park. I've been yeah. there, and it's it's right across the street from um, Stonewall. Yeah, and it's you know just well they
4: already have a, a statue there, right. but it's it, it's For, very critical. I mean, wait, which, it's been criticized because it's all white, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and doesn't represent people of all colors. And, 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 and
3: it doesn't have, represent the trans folk who were right. there. So it's two figures, uh, two men, two women. The men are standing, the women are sed- seated.
4: Yeah, okay. I, I know that one. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, so you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. So it's about time we get it's a about statue <laughs> and
4: <laughs> I have a quote from Rivera who said, I was no one, nobody from knows where, nowhere until yeah. I became a drag queen. Right. And I think that's a great inspirational quote so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I don't know. she's yeah. one of my heroines she so
0: is. Are, is somebody in this group going to the 50 you are oh right? yeah am.
2: ireland does i will yeah. be there and um when is that uh june 30th yeah i would yeah. love
0: to go i don't know if i can pull that one off
3: but i'm
2: gonna yep. try to figure that out she's the, june 30th is the the parade and right. the official like pride right. day yeah are you gonna live stream it uh, I can try. Yeah, I'll be marching bring with you Spencer should bring Pride. Your so um, right. yeah, we'll,
4: that, well, you'll be on the <laughs> show. <laughs> we'll up, yeah. up, so could could we why are you
5: up?
2: we talked about that actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm I'm hoping to do uh, make I a piece this. on the on on being there and being at the at the 50th anniversary yeah, and everything. So, so that'll be exciting. we'll hopefully play that on the show. No, we will. Awesome. Oh, that would be <laughs> so awesome. great. Awesome.
4: I'm Literally, really excited. I, I forgot
0: that. we t- had this whole big conversation about, you know, you going out there that you're going to, mm-hmm. you know. I was like during It'll that conversation? So I didn't know anything about that. I was? You don't yeah. go to our weekly meetings? <laughs> no, I've never been invited. <laughs> We're actually in the weekly meeting right now. so Yeah. <laughs> And we have our weekly meetings. Sorry, well, you guys do a great job without me. Yeah. No, no, you're here. <laughs> That's important. You know, we're going to throw this back to Lucas to do a community update. And then um, after that, we're going to play uh, Just Married. Um, so, Lucas, take her away. <laughs> we
6: wrap it. All right, we're going to do a quick community update here looks like for the following week we obviously have spencer pride on saturday i'm just going to read a little bit from that for our listeners out there um the spencer pride festival is the largest event held on the owen county courthouse square The purpose of the festival is to provide a place of celebration and educational opportunity within our rural community. The Pride Festivals have a rich history within the movement of LGBTQ equality, and Spencer Pride is a unique example. Spencer Pride is 100% family-focused and welcomes individuals of all ages and backgrounds. The festival is pet-friendly, and dogs with responsible owners are welcome. In fact, this year will be the third year that our event will feature a Pet Pride Parade with those furry members of our families participating to help us raise awareness to the need for the spaying and neutering of animals. Okay. And that will take place at 3.30pm. Um, and there's live local entertainment all day on the Ivy Tech stage and in the gathering place of the Spencer Bride Community Center throughout the day. Check out their website to see the full lineup of events. We also have... In Bloomington, on Wednesday, the 5th, we have the LGBT Aging and Caring Network Breakfast at Cloverleaf South, and that is on 325 East Winslow Road in Bloomington, Indiana. Um, The two breakfasts are always the first Wednesday and the third Friday of the month at 10am. We're currently listening to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, their album, Fishing for Fishes. This is the song, Plastic Boogie and we'll be right back with more Blooming Out
5: Tell me when,
7: Welcome to Just Married, stories of love and citizenship in the decade of marriage equality. I'm Jennifer Bass. Today's story from Aaron and Casey is produced by Tarek Warner. Here's Tarek.
8: After living in South Carolina for several years, Aaron and Casey understood that the political climate for members of the LGBTQ community was bleak. And when looking for new employment, Aaron and Casey had to be conscious of the implications that being an openly gay couple could bring to their new home. Casey later accepted a job in Ellettsville, Indiana. But their time in South Carolina, especially for Aaron, who attended a private evangelical university, was not always met with affirmation.
9: I think really a lot of that was associated with the school that I went to for a while, which it was uh, Bob Jones University. And they are, you know, um, the, the best way to put that when it comes to, you know, even being gay or, you know, anything of that nature, they're obviously very set against it. And so there has been a lot of controversy with, I mean, even with the media with, you know, not just that issue, but a lot of issues. And so I had to deal with that over there. And that was actually one of the reasons why I, I had ended up leaving that school. And that was one of the reasons too. So originally, you know, for quite a while, I, I told Casey, I said, well, you know, maybe you need to think about, you know, new England or something like that because of just how it is up there and how accepting it is of, you know, gay marriage and just with the culture. And he, he has been you know, very he's he's somebody that has been very picky about where he wants to live because you know he doesn't want to live just anywhere. Well, I mean, at the time, at anything least, was better than South well, Carolina yeah, politics. He, yeah, well, and that's and that's true and too that's, because
10: it's a pretty low yeah. bar to get over. It it definitely weighed in a little bit, but you know, when you're at the bottom, it's not really. It, it's like, all right, I don't want to stay here. I don't want to move to like Mississippi or Alabama or something like that, where it might actually be somehow worse, but. I was gonna say the whole like being gay in the South is just a different experience altogether. I never really experienced anything negative. It's more of like an open secret amongst everyone. It's no one talks about it, but there wasn't really much negativity towards it. They just kind of like, mm, we'll just like not acknowledge it. The people that did know were actually a lot more open than you would think. Yeah.
9: Yeah, and and that's the thing too. I mean, we have we had you know X amount of friends that we. still friends with that we knew from down there and they were all understanding of it i mean the friends that we had i mean for example with the school that i went to i mean there was a number of conversations i've had to have with people on higher authority at that school and they were obviously against it and i had to deal with that so one of the main ones was the fact that i had been in the dorms at that school probably the last semester i was there and i was friends with this other guy who lived in North Carolina who was gay. And apparently, for whatever strange reason, I had been watched or something. I don't know how. I mean, it sounds strange. But it's it's true because it was in the evening. And I had been contacted by one of these other dorm supervisors. And they said that they wanted to see me in the evening. Well, I sat down and they said, we have been receiving reports that you've been Befriending somebody who's a homosexual up in North Carolina, and and they're like, you need to stop there, and you know this this can't happen. And I and I said, I'm like, well, this is a friend of mine, and you're telling me I can't see my friend. They said no because of what the Bible says, and I'm like, I know what the Bible says, and
10: you're not just gonna not talk to somebody. So, anyways, that's how that went. So there's a number of stories about bob Jones yeah. university out there yeah. i mean i mean not just that but everything that you've told me about how they go through it went through all of your music and very few that even some christian artists you weren't even allowed to listen to it's very anyone who's not super religious is kind of horrified of the place
8: A university telling you you can't be friends with someone because they're gay. This was what it was like when Aaron attended Bob Jones University. However, he stuck up for himself and eventually met Casey and left the university that thought his lifestyle was morally wrong. Fast forward to 2011 and Aaron and Casey are now in Indiana when marriage would not be legal for another three years. So was marriage even on their mind?
10: It's weird because when you think something for a while, it's like, I don't know that this is ever going to be a possibility. You don't really think a whole lot of it. And it's like, finally, it's like, oh, wow, this could actually happen. And we had quite a few friends who, the day it was legal, ran up to city building up in Indianapolis and got Mm -hmm. married that day. It's like, well, I'm not doing that. Right? Like, we we had a lot of other issues, I mean, financial stuff we need to figure out, too. Us being married changed a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to think because I thought there was something happened in Indiana where it was legal for like a week and then three weeks, three days. Yeah. So we had talked about it's like, okay, this is probably coming, but let's make sure that it's going to stick before we go get married and then we end up in some really odd legal situation. But it's like, when it finally happened, it's like, wow, this, things are really changing. Like, this is awesome. Now, it, well, I'll just, I'll just say what it is because the
9: thing is, though. So, you know, marriage is marriage and, and so, so many people out there say, Oh, you know, it doesn't matter who you love, but you know, if you really truly love somebody, you love somebody and you're going to marry somebody, you should marry him. And, and it, and it was funny because at the time I told him, I, when we were talking about when we were going to get married and, you know, he wanted to plan it out and, and immediately his, his complete and he was headstrong about it too he wanted to get married in a courthouse in Bloomington and I said that's understandable but we're getting married we're going to go actually have a wedding and and so it took a few months for him to come to the realization that something <laughs> this important was not going to be done at a courthouse and so we did end up getting married in our backyard and with our some of our relatives and some of our really good friends
10: yeah, there was a lot of negotiation on what would actually happen. But it's like, I mean, for me, getting the marriage part of it, I really do look at it as, just as the legal construct of it. I mean, we'd been together for six years already. But I think the way we lived didn't really, I didn't really notice much of a no, change. No, the way we lived didn't change. I mean, that, that was, yeah. You know. What I like about Aaron is he'll push me to do things that I probably wouldn't have done on my own. And it's I have, it's opened me up to a lot of new things that have, for the most part, been good. So I've really it's been nice. I'd say that
9: he he really wants to help invest in my life, and he and he supports me in things that I try to do. And he may not he may not like vocally say it, but he, it's in his heart. And I know and I know he has a good heart.
8: While their ideas of marriage may be a bit different, with Casey thinking more of signing a piece of paper at a courthouse and Aaron thinking of having a wedding with friends and family, but they do share a deep commitment to each other and a fundamental belief in their right to live as a married couple.
7: Support for Just Married comes from the Indiana University's Department of Gender Studies, the Office for Vice President for Research New Frontiers Program, and the IU Bloomington Arts and Humanities Council. WFHB's Blooming Out is our podcast host. Thanks to Tarek Warner, IU Radio Innovations Class, Carrie Newcomer, and to the Blue Note Sessions. Listen to Just Married podcasts on wfhb.org slash just dash married or find us on Facebook at and Marriage Equality Heart Every shining now and then If not now If not now, tell me when. If not now, if not now. If not now.
0: Welcome back to uh, Blooming Out. Uh, we have uh, our guests here tonight, and Jennifer is going to actually introduce them to us.
7: Okay. Well, hi Casey. <laughs> hi Aaron. Thanks for it's been a year or so since we've seen each other. Uh, what's new? <laughs> what's new since we last talked? Well, we're
9: still married, and of course, I'm <laughs> very grateful for that. And we're just continuing to live our life, and we recently have moved, and so we're now we're out in the country, and we're uh, looking forward to that kind of life right now, and, instead of living in the city of Bloomington.
10: Yeah, it's a new challenge. We built a house out in Spencer, which we love. It's great, but there's still. I mean, it's they just finished the house a couple weeks ago, and we're still getting everything together, and it's it's been trying, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we made it. We've made it. This far, so I think we'll be good.
7: Well, as we were listening to to your to the interview, I noticed when you mentioned Bob Jones University, everybody just went. <laughs> 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 and uh, you know, your stories about that time are pretty incredible. And um, I, you know, I know that your parents encouraged you to go there, and there are reasons why. And I think one thing we didn't talk about in this interview was your parents' uh, response to Casey and how that has evolved. Can you want to talk about that a minute?
9: Sure, yeah. So really, I um, will I'll guess I'll kind of just get into it as, as, as much as I can. So pretty much what had happened was I had, of course, Casey and I had met online, and, and of course, a lot of people even back then and even now do. And when they had first – when my mom actually had first found out about it, she said, oh, does does he live in North Carolina or in some other state? Because we were both in South Carolina at the time. I said, no, Mom, actually, he lives like 10 minutes from my apartment. <laughs> so she was surprised. And so that kind of got to the very beginning of everything. But, you know, as time went by and they met him from the from the beginning up until even in the past few years, it's, it's changed from – i don't want to be around casey i don't like casey too like i love casey and you know and so it's it's a it's involved into a very special thing now so even though they may not say yes we acknowledge and you don't care that you're married we can see that it's their heart that's coming through now and Mm -hmm. it's it's special to me it's very is a lot do you have siblings yeah, I I have two sisters and a brother. And, and the rest of the family are they accepting? Yeah, uh, everyone else, uh, for the most part, with at least with my immediate family is, and so they're especially more so. I guess my my two sisters are uh, versus my brother, but but they yeah overall they're 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 obviously more you know able to handle that than. <laughs> my parents did at the beginning. Right. Right. Are, are you
0: still involved with religion? I mean, is that an important part, or it, has it, it changed? It,
9: well, I mean, it is to me. It's important, but at the same time, uh, there, there's a lot of people out there that are are Christians and all that, and are completely against all this. But to me, I believe you know if you look in your heart and you know you're doing the right thing. You know what? You're going to be doing the right thing because there's, you know, it's to me, it's almost like it's a conscious. If your conscious is telling you you're doing something bad for yourself, well, you know, you're not going to do it. And so, so, yeah, I, I, I obviously, I believe in God and all that. And I, and I believe that if this was not the path I was supposed to be on it, I, you know, I wouldn't be on this path. So Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm, I'm on the right path. Good.
0: How about from the other side of the peanut gallery? <laughs> <laughs>
10: well, what would you like me to take on? Religion? His family? oh well, I see where this is going. No, I, I will say his parents have come a long way. They actually invited us to stay at their house. We're going on vacation next week, and uh-huh. they still live down in South Carolina. We'll be stopping by on our way back and forth to Florida, and they offered for us to stay there at the house, which – Wow. shocked me <laughs> right Are they, wait they're gonna be there or yeah 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 with yeah. them so yeah. okay well the olive
0: so and, so do you do holidays together have you gone i mean
10: we've done a couple holiday we've been with your parents for christmas a couple of times yeah. usually we'll go to ohio with my family mm-hmm. my wasn't, my parents
7: wasn't there a thanksgiving that, that was an, a seminal moment when your mom invited Casey,
9: no. Yeah, right. That, there, I guess that was a couple years ago, and so yeah, I guess it was at Thanksgiving, and it, I might have been, been Easter too. But anyways, at, at Thanksgiving, I guess it was uh, a couple of years ago, and and at first, you know, we were just gonna probably get Ohio, and then it kind of came down to the fact that. They were wanting to see us for Thanksgiving, too, you know, both of us. Okay. And so, mm-hmm. I, of course, that meant a lot to me. So we had a Thanksgiving in Ohio with his family, and then the next day we went and saw my family. That's awesome. That's, That's lovely. lovely.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so where where are we now as far as, you know, just life and kind of moving forward? I, mean.
10: I don't know. I think things are going, hopefully settling down. That's kind of the whole goal right now. It's like we built the house. This is where we want to be at for the next twenty some years until I'm retired, and then we can go travel. So that's kind of settled down. Our my family's pretty good. Yours is coming around. So yeah, it's it's we're pretty we're hitting our stride. Mm-hmm. So Casey, your family accepts your marriage, and yeah, I mean it was. <laughs> <laughs> It's not always easy, no, whether it's, they do or not. It was it was rough. I mean, I've been out forever now, it seems uh-huh. like. So, I mean, they've had a lot of time to get used to it. And the marriage part, my parents are very Catholic, so I kind of yeah. threw them for a little bit of a loop. But, I mean, they've been super accepting of Aaron pretty much since we've been together. And, you know, I've always been, you know, welcoming. And the marriage, and like I said, it took them a minute to get used to it, but they've moved on to that and they're whatever. They have no... No problems, at least not that I know of.
4: Now, how long have you been together now?
10: Uh, we've been together for about nine, a little over nine okay. years. Oh. We'll be married great. three years in August. That's so great. And then, did you say that you just built a house?
4: Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Mm. Mm. Not me personally, but we, yeah. yeah. we <laughs> yeah. had a yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Although at times it felt like I was building it myself.
10: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I built a lot of work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> are you uh, gonna fill the house up with other than cats and dogs?
5: It's uh, already full.
10: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a way to put it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So. No, no little
7: caterpillar pitter.
9: Not at this time, but <laughs> 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 but I mean at at this point we one of the things that we're had always planned is that we want to try to have some kind of small little farm without you know having you know cows and all that but we he's been very fascinated and always interested in alpacas and Uh. of course there's a lot yeah so there's a lot of similarities between between them and llamas but anyway so he loves alpacas and so he's hoping to to get an alpaca and care for it and so a few of them so Yeah. That's
0: exciting. Hey, let's uh, take a short music break, and after that, we'll be right back with more questions.
2: Welcome back to Blooming Out. That was the song This Thing by... King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I like that. (laughs) I (laughs) love that.
4: (laughs) Good job, Lucas. (laughs) Good song. (laughs) Yay, Lucas. You've been really knocking it out lately.
0: (laughs) With this one song. So you have a question. (laughs) Yes, I
2: I wanted to ask you guys um, while we have you here. I I was interested in when you were talking about how you didn't really expect things to change when you got legally married, you know, signed the official document or whatever, um, but that it it maybe felt a little bit different. And I know Frankie can speak to that, too, because I've heard you tell stories about that as well. So how, in what ways did it change after you got married? Did life change?
10: Well, I mean, I've been using it to my advantage and make Aaron kind of take care of some personal business, <laughs> dealing with some utilities and things like, oh, well, we're married, so I can answer these questions now. <laughs> well, honestly, I don't really, I I don't, I haven't noticed a whole lot different or if it's has been it's just been so subtle it how about like just the emotional
0: stuff that's like when you said i do and i mean did you feel flutter flutter's Oh, of I was going <laughs> to say sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel sparkles? <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, it was a firecracker, <laughs> at least. <laughs>
10: yeah, it, we were out. God. it was middle of August, so in in the backyard, so it was probably like ninety-five degrees and sweating mm-hmm. to death. So yeah, it was mostly just like, please let this end soon. <laughs> 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 well, everybody has a. Oh, their oh own right. But no, it was really sweet. But but, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, you guys are still mm-hmm. hanging out.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Still hanging out Still hanging out <laughs> just yeah, <kinda>. right. <laughs> so, so Jennifer you, yeah. you had um, Yeah
7: I I just There's a story that Aaron told us about uh, Being at Bob Jones University And having to take his CDs to be checked Could you uh, tell us <laughs> oh, a little bit about that What's a CD? <laughs> you
9: Forgot what a CD is but <laughs> let me explain yeah. <laughs> yeah. No uh, So basically at Bob Jones University When you stay at the DeWarns Basically they have a it's literally called a music check. And at the beginning of the semester, they will have everybody bring in all their music and it will be looked at by people at the school that are, you know, like faculty and they have a music faculty. So I, at the time when this is going on, I wasn't actually living in the dorms. I was actually living at my house. So it's to, you know, the school and the rules, it really didn't matter. So, of course, I had a few CDs that I knew they probably weren't going to like, but I still thought they were great. So, of course, I had them. I had mentioned it to somebody, and they're like, okay, well, bring them in. So one of them was the Carpenter's Christmas CD, and, <laughs> which obviously used to be on a record. Well, anyways, <laughs> they said, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and look over this stuff and – you know, literally after a week later, they're like, "Well, you can't have any of this until the end of the semester." And I said, "Well, what's wrong with that? It's really nice music. It's Christmas music, and it's the Carpenters." And they were, and they were like, "Well, I'm sorry, but this they're, they said this really all goes down to the beat of the music, and there's too much beat of the music that's oh. going on into Carpenters. this, yeah, <laughs> into this this album." So they said, "So if you want to find some other." music, you can go to our bookstore. There's a lot of Christmas music over there. And I'm like, okay, you know, of course I didn't need that because I already had what I had. So that's kind of what, so it, it was extremely strict and I mean, I even had some country CDs, and, of course, they didn't want that wow. either.
0: So did you grow um, up like that? I mean, at your home, did I, you—
9: Honestly, not really. I mean, when I—like, I, in my home when I grew up, I mean, it wasn't like I was just turning on rock music every day. It wasn't like that. But, I mean, yeah, we listened to Christian music. But then, you know, we were—it it, it, was—I don't want to say weird. It wasn't really weird because when I was growing up, I don't want to say I got away with anything I wanted to. I mean, yeah, I had roles— you know, that I had to follow, I had chores, but um, it wasn't, my like, I felt like in, in reality, though, I felt like it was more strict with rules being at the school than it was when I was literally growing up. Mm-hmm. And so it was really weird that I ended up having to go through all that. And so... Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what that was. That's incredible.
3: Yeah. That, yeah. I just, I can't even, like, so they mayonnaise the music. Like, you can't, <laughs> yeah. there's no flavor.
9: Uh, I know. And, and, you know, and, of course, to them, to, to the end of that, though, to them, it was more so about the fact that, you know, they just considered really classical music and music that was, you know, almost classical music to be is what they thought was the great thing. So yeah. it wasn't,
7: yeah. Hmm. What were the dances like at Bob Jones
9: University? <laughs> <laughs> well, in burlap bags, they, everybody. They like. did. <laughs> they did have required events that they would have throughout the year that included professional Shakespeare shows, and there were times mm. when they did have they dances. Had a Shakespeare
6: show.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah and funny.
9: so yeah, yeah, and so they would have dances that were going on, and it was almost like some of the t- dances were pretty much the equivalent of the uh the fairy plum dance and the nutcracker Ooh. ballets they Madrigals, a, and they had all that kind of stuff going on so oh my god <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah
0: sounds fun
9: it was quite something i'm going to cry for you tonight <laughs> <laughs> it's like. well it was a long time ago so <laughs> did, did you graduate from there no i did not actually i i left and i did not go back
5: mm.
4: why
9: did you leave uh, uh, no i i i really i really really left is because at the time i was you know kind of done with it the last semester i was there there was an incident with me sending somebody that i knew that was gay that lived nearby and as people may have heard on the story uh the, the gist of the situation was that apparently I had been – I was reported to somebody had followed me. I don't know who it was. It was somebody with a school. Bob. I, yeah, somebody. <laughs> well, he was probably at home resting, but uh, he's, he was really old back then. Well, anyways, uh, so, yeah, it was – it, it kind of came down to the fact that you know I was being told what to do, and that was the last semester I was there. And th- at the time when I got brought in and said, you know, we've been having reports that you've been befriending somebody that was gay. You can't do that. And I'm like, this is my friend. And, you know, at that point, by, like, about a month and a half after that, I was like, I'm not going to come back anymore. I'm sorry. I'm done. But it was also because I was just going to pursue my life and all that and just mm-hmm. kind of continue and the work that I'm trying to do. And, yeah, I didn't go back. I,
7: I, I just love it that you've come to Indiana because it's progressive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I am, and I really and, – and the
9: thing is, like, me, I, I was born in California, and I lived in – michigan and south carolina for most of my life so i wasn't really you know it wasn't like i was from there it was more the fact that i was involved with that whole community of that whole thing with that school so yeah yeah
5: well
3: we're glad you're here thank you
9: that's I'm, welcome i'm glad to be here
3: how is spencer i want to yep. know how you feel about that
9: it's wonderful we we really love it so casey i
10: know you have something to say oh, about no i mean spencer. it's it, we like we we really wanted to move to Spencer. We're sad we're going to miss Pride this year, but we're oh. sort of really hoping to oh. go to it. But I think it's a, a great town, a lot of cute little things downtown, very accepting mm. from everyone that I've talked so to. You so you haven't had any problems there with being gay or anything like that?
4: No. That's no. Good. I mean, it seems like such a progressive little
1: town. It's a brave I'm new so world. Impre- yeah, I know so sure it really you know.
4: is. I've been very impressed with the stories that we've had about Spencer and... And they turn around,
0: you know, when when things go kind of south, it seems like they kind of uh, revisit and kind of fix it. So I think, you know, it's a a little, sweet little bed and, what do they call it? Not bed and breakfast. Is it a bed and breakfast? Yeah. Bedroom community. Bedroom community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. My words aren't It's okay. I speak Frankie. Thank you. (laughs) Years and years. (laughs) for speaking Frankie. Hey, um, we're out of time. So I want to thank everybody for being here. We thank really you. appreciate you sharing thanks.
10: Your thanks for Thank you, guys. It nice was a great you story. Thank you.
0: Your uh, stuff will be on our uh, um, website, so anyone that wants to listen to it again are, are free to to click on and, and, and hear it
7: and see a picture of them. Oh yes, and yeah. see a picture.
0: We're getting so fancy. <laughs> um, so uh, thanks to all our volunteers who make this
4: possible as well. Blooming Out is produced by Frankie Preslaff. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Wes Martin. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. Our production assistant is Ireland Meacham. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson.
2: I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Melanie Davis.
0: I'm
4: Frankie Preslaff. And remember,
0: if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from our Bloomington family. <laughs>
1: You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department.
0: Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program.
1: You can hear this and other programs online at WFHB.org. Comments
0: and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to Blooming Out at wfhb.org.
1: That is blooming-o-u-t at wfhb.org. And thank you for listening. (laughs)